At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hour three of the nightcap, and you know what? I'm happy there was a little bit of a lightning delay. Now, look at this, Sean. Mid-third quarter, yeah. Boise State and UCF. UCF. Dylan Gabriel. On the right side of the 50 now, they were down 24-7, to made it 24-14 to at half, and now, ooh, Boise State with a little pressure there. What was that, safety blitz? Um, but it is now 24-21 Boise. They're not doing much offensively. They're going to be interesting. You know, you bring a team from Idaho mm-hmm. down to Orlando. There's a thunderstorm. It gets extremely humid after it rains in the state of Florida. You know, UCF is kind of like out towards the swampish area of Orlando. Fatigue probably definitely becomes an issue for Boise as we get to this fourth quarter. But we'll see. I mean, Boise's a veteran team. They've been on this platform stage before. You know, so this isn't new to them. Well, and, I mean, what is new is, you know, both of these head coaches, uh, Andy Avalos, now he coached at Boise State, played at Boise State, but he's never been a head coach before. So you think about that, Gus Malzahn, been a head coach for many years, a couple different stops, right? Arkansas State, then Auburn, first year at, at UCF. So it's it's not like you know Chris Peterson's for Boise State. We know, okay, yeah, we, we're, we're good. We know what he's going to bring, and um, but... Uh, this is a, this is a very interesting game right now. You know what I do love about it? It's a great game. It is, and I hope all the high-end, non-power five schools, these kind of games make a national statement as well. If you can't get the Georgia, the Clemson, the Ohio State, the Alabama, then go and get UCF, or go and get Boise State, or go and get Cincinnati, mm-hmm. or Coastal Carolina, or Liberty, or one of these high-profile teams, and 
Well, and, and play. And think about Sean, and I know last year was, you kind of just throw everything out the window with last year, but think about the buzz and the anticipation and then ultimately the payoff for that BYU-Coastal Carolina game that we got. I mean, it was so much fun to watch. Great crowd. Uh, maybe too big of a crowd at the time, but hey, uh, we enjoyed watching it. And those are the types of games that I think are really beneficial to to the group of five is testing yourself. And I know scheduling is decades down the road, which is insane, and they need to change that. But it's really not. But UCF and Boise State, you know, when this came out, people were excited. And it was a – this game initially was supposed to be on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they wisely moved it to Thursday. And, you know, for us, selfishly, we get to watch it, you know, at, at 9 o'clock. And I know it's it, a I know really it, good game. It's past midnight, you yeah. know, back east. But still, this is a great game. It is. And, you know, Ohio State and Minnesota was very compelling. And Ohio State, uh, closing number gets the push, depending on when you got it. If you got it at 13.5, you got the cover. If you took Minnesota at 14.5, you got the cover. So there could be some really happy people if you were a sound investor. Um but I'm glad for these two schools and these two conferences that they're getting this game on this stage because when you play on a Saturday, when there's Georgia Clemson, you get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. When there's Miami, Alabama, this is great for them. And uh, like you said, it's a good game. And, you know, for Dylan Gabriel, if he mounts this comeback, it's it's going to mean a lot for, uh, for UCF. Yeah. Not to pick on the hometown UNLV Rebels. They have six points in the second half. They're playing someone named Eastern Washington. They were an underdog in this game, Sean. Underdog. Not when I saw the line. When I saw the line, they were favored by eight. Uh, they closed as an underdog. So Somebody might have gotten in at that eight and that seven and a half. And Just saying, come on, fellas. That was nice. Like, it's one thing, okay, you lose in a shootout to Eastern Washington, but to be sitting here with six... There was a reason that Chris Andrews set the over-under on conference wins at one and a half, and the juice to the over was minus 200. Or sorry, the juice to the under was minus 200. And that clip made the rounds, and boy, did people get upset in town. Well, there's the proof. Eastern Washington, quality FCS program. By the way, one FCS win already today. Earmuffet over there, AAC apologist. (laughs) UC Davis over Tulsa. But this isn't surprising. This is not surprising to see this score. I'm shocked. You're not. You're not whatsoever. Talk some NFL next. We keep it rolling. Hour number three. It is the nightcap. That is former Tulane Green Wave greats, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, former Arizona Cardinal, Super Bowl champ. Yes, sir. What else did I miss? USF. All-around great guy. Father of four. Wonderful husbands. Hydration homie. (laughs) Yeah, we might have to. I need to get a beverage after (sighs) Eastern Washington make it all better. That was my biggest bet. So they're going to come through because they're a good team. Stop betting with bad teams. <laughs> Tennessee's a bad team. No. So you can't I bet be, against a bad team you here. You can't in UNLV. get emotionally hijacked when they do bad team UNLV's things. UNLV's a bad team. Bowling Green's a bad team. All I know is if anyone played Tennessee under, go cash that ticket. Go talk to your book right now and just say, give me my money. They're not getting the six wins. Give me my money. 
All right, let's bring in Eric Eager for Pro Football Focus, uh, who also dabbles in some college football. Uh, Eric, before we get into your expertise, did you have anything on the line tonight? I'm currently sweating out some DFS. I, I had the uh, Bowling Green plus 37. I had the under in that game, a little bit of Boise State. Hopefully they don't implode here. But, yeah, I mean, it's a full night for uh, football for me. You know, I don't want to get into it. I've already talked enough about Tennessee not covering. and I don't want to get into it. I, I laid it at 35. Uh, we could have both been happy if they had gone down and scored a touchdown, whatever. Uh, we, don't, we don't have to get into it. Um, Eric, something we were just talking about uh, was – Teams that might disappoint this year. Um, teams that have buzz, right? A lot of people have been talking about them. And we mentioned the Vikings, and I know you talk quite a bit about the Vikings. Mentioned the Seahawks, potentially. Um, some other possibilities. Um, you know, Chargers, a lot of buzz for them. Dolphins, Rams, 49ers. Is there a team that all offseason has kind of been propped up that you think is is getting a little too much love right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Washington football team is a, is a team that is probably overvalued, um, you know, at their current uh, price at eight and a half wins. Um, you know, I'm not the, you know, I'm a fan a, a little bit, um, you know, of Fitzpatrick as a guy, but uh, to to actually make the playoffs, it's a tall climb uh, for a team like that who sort of is going to rely on defense and weapons. So that's one. Um, I, I think the Rams probably aren't the Super Bowl hopefuls that I think a lot of people believe they are. So those are two teams that I'm a little lower on, I think, than the market is. Eric, I want to stick with the NFC East because I don't know what to do. And and my partner over here uh, is going to bet the under on every single team in the division. Uh, hasn't made those bets yet because he only has like one futures bet. I'm, I'm, I'm peer pressuring him. He's not very patient, Eric. He likes the instant gratification. So, um, but when you look at, and I'm pulling, I'm just pulling up the live odds right now. That's why I'm kind of vamping here. But when you look at the NFC East right now, based on the odds and I pull up the, uh, division, who do you think is the best bet right now to win that division? I can't figure it out on my phone. So I'm just going to forget it. Um, because Washington has been making that steady climb. The Cowboys in most spots remain the favorite. Uh, and then you got the Giants, who I don't know what to expect from the from the Giants there. Uh, I thought about betting them at plus 450 in one spot in town. So when you look at the NFC East, somebody by rule has to win that division. Uh, who would you look at? Yeah, the, the, the favorite to win the division is Dallas, but there's no, but you should not bet them at price. Um, I think Washington is probably the second uh, favorite, but at this point, you know, at the plus 200, plus 250 range, you're not getting to good value. To me, it is the New York Giants at, you know, plus 400 or better. Um, there are a lot of things that can go wrong for both Washington and Dallas. And I think that, you know, in, that, in the event that those things happen, you should be able to be there to capitalize. Talk once again to Eric Eager at PFF underscore Eric on Twitter. Um, the Jaguars. Seeing them in the preseason, I, I try not to do impulse plays, Sean. I try. I try to do my homework. Don't go. But I was watching one of those preseason games, and I just looked at that offensive line and said, how with that offensive line are we getting to seven wins? And then everything that's kind of followed with Urban Meyer there. I know they have Houston on the schedule twice. Uh, they have the Jets on there. Um, we had George on. George Shahuri, your partner in crime on uh, the PFF Forecast Twitter uh, podcast. 
And, you know, he actually liked the over on uh, on the Jaguars at six and a half. I just I, I just don't see how that team right now gets seven wins this year. Tell uh, What are you seeing with the Jaguars? I, I see this 32nd most difficult schedule in football, you know, and a young quarterback that, you know, when, when Andrew Luck took over the Colts, it wasn't the prettiest thing in the world either. Um, but, you know, sometimes you have these generational players that can sort of overcome, um, you know, a lot of the problems that, uh, you know, occur. Uh, and, and to me, I think that that's, you know, that, that to me is, I think, where you have to look is you have to look at, um, you know, the chance that, you know, an easy schedule coupled with a quarterback that plays out of his mind. To me, like in Indianapolis, like you saw today, like Indianapolis is a quarterback that still doesn't know how vaccines work, right? Like there, there's, there's going to be like, you know, silly things that happen in that division. And I want to be on the side of the seven to one or whatever you're getting for Jacksonville now, um, rather than being on the laying, you know, or even just like the, you know, three to two that you're getting, for example, in Indianapolis or literally laying minus 125. Now, you know, even money was a good bet on Tennessee. Now that you're laying, you know, a dollar 25, not so much. Eric, dig a little deeper right there for me, because the talk as it revolves that win total is Trevor Lawrence. Factor in that Urban is in his first campaign through an NFL regular season. How does that impact how you feel about this Jags uh, team, team? Usually you'll regress things back to the mean when a team changes a coach. And, and so essentially what you'll do is you'll say, look, I don't know what's going to happen, but if a team changes a coach and that coach was great, then usually they'll get worse. If or Sorry, if that team was great, they'll get worse. If that team was bad, they'll get better. And that, generally speaking, over time will, you know, prove right. Um, obviously, there are edge cases where that ne- won't necessarily be, uh, you know, uh, the case, and, and you have to deal with those appropriately. But that's, generally speaking, if a team changes a head coach and they were bad, they will sort of regress almost by just gravity. And, and again, that's what you're sort of betting on um, when, you, when you sort of lock, in, lock yourself into the Jaguars. Um, you know, uh, at price, uh, you know, on the current marketplace. Talking once again to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. You mentioned regression, and I've heard you guys talk about it. Um, the Chargers. The Chargers are a team that a lot of people expect to take a big step. Um, addition by subtraction in some people's minds. I tend to agree uh, with Anthony Lynn bringing in Brandon Staley, but it is a first-time head coach, and he's only been in the NFL for a handful of years. Quick rise for him. Justin Herbert um, you know, looking at inside the numbers, and you could do a deeper dive than I can. Maybe a little bit of an outlier in some of of some of his uh, his numbers last year. You know, under pressure and whatnot. So, are the Chargers a team that you think maybe are getting a little bit too much love? No one's saying they're going to win the division, but I think a lot of people anticipate this organization to take the ne- next step, maybe be a playoff team, be above 500, go above their win total. But that win total has pretty much stayed strong at nine, which is almost an, a clear indication that um, that the the marketplace, or excuse me, the uh, the bookmakers are comfortable where they are with their number. Yeah, the the AFC West has you know three good quarterbacks, including Herbert, and a good team in Denver. And so I think there's always going to be tempered expectations, especially with Kansas City sort of firmly in position, five straight division titles. So I think that the number for the Chargers is probably fair, and I think that there's a little bit, you know, insofar as 
um, you know, I think that the market is smart, and I think the market is baking in a Herbert season where some of the things that were great for Herbert don't stay great, and some of the things that were bad get better, but maybe not enough to overcome, you know, some of the deficiencies it will have. You know, the first-year head coach, he has uh, an offensive coordinator who hasn't called plays since 2015, and when he did, he got fired uh, and, and replaced by a guy named Jim Bob Cooter. And, and so, like, I, I, to me, I – that, that's where I think the market is kind of like oscillating around a, an average that I think all of us would sort of agree with. You know, when I look at those numbers, Eric, it's the Broncos that jump off the screen for me. I know people don't love Teddy Bridgewater, but when you look at the last time he had this kind of talent around him, he did pretty good in New Orleans, filling in for Drew Brees. You look at this ball club, elite players, in my opinion, in a lot of spots, give me your prognosis on Denver's chances to upset the apple cart and find a way to beat Kansas City for that division crown? I, I, I don't think that they can beat Kansas City for the AFC West, West title, but I do think they're a good enough team to win 10 games with Bridgewater. Like, he was a guy that won 11 games, went into Lambeau Field and beat Aaron Rodgers in his second year as a starter to win the NFC North in 2015. That's a long time ago that, you know, he, he's lost a little bit of mobility. He's still a good quarterback. Um, I think the Chiefs have to falter for Denver um, to win that division. And and if the Chiefs were to falter, I still think a team, you know, with better quarterback play like the Raiders or like the Chargers would be more likely to overcome and be that division champion. Um, but I think this is a move to get Denver in that 8-9-10 win range and to get Vic Fangio some more time to build the roster in his own image. And you know, I think they really did have designs to get a veteran quarterback, to get a quarterback maybe a little bit better than this. Um, but obviously, you know, sometimes your plans don't work out, and I think that that's where they sit currently. Yeah, and Eric, I, we, we texted back and forth, and I know you've got to play at over seven and a half wins, which certainly I wish I had. <laughs> uh, but I played it at eight and a half, and it was a lot on, I think Teddy is solid enough to get them to that point, the talent that's on uh, on that roster. Um, you know, you bring in Patrick Sertan, Javante Williams, I think they're instant impact rookies. Jerry Judy, I imagine, takes a step forward. Uh, Noah Fance, a former first-round pick. Uh, you know, K.J. Hamler. I mean, they got dudes, Cortland Sutton. Uh, they got a lot of weapons. You know, Von Miller, what kind of play he has. And then you look at that schedule, and I believe it's the second easiest schedule when you base it off of uh, preseason win totals by Vegas odds makers. So uh, what do you look at Denver, you know, eight and a half? Is that still a play, or is that a little too rich for your blood? Yeah, I probably would either go under that or would just leave it alone. I think leaving it alone is probably a fine play. Um it, you know, maybe a yes on their playoff percentages because, you know, they, they are plus money to make the playoffs. Um, it would be what I would rather do because I think you're paying a good price to go over eight and a half. That, that, would, be, that would be my orientation here. But, um, but, you know, I can see over eight and a half, certainly. It's a, it's a steep climb in an AFC. I know that their division's easy, but it's a steep climb in the AFC to, be, to begin with because even among the teams that people think are going to be bad, there are young quarterbacks you know, are not bad in, in, you know, the, uh, in folks like, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Zach Wilson, so on and so forth. Talk once again to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Eric. Uh, looking ahead uh, to week one, um, and I know we were 
a bit away, and and some of the the value may have been sucked out of some of these lines, uh, Eric. But you know, looking up and down uh, that uh, the week one board there for the NFL, um, some some decent sized numbers uh, for home teams. Um, but I want to get to the game that's now being played in Jacksonville because I thought initially Green Bay at New Orleans was a great spot to get New Orleans. You know, plus three at home in that crowd. Now it's New Orleans plus four. Uh, against Green Bay. Um, how does your handicap of this game look with it now being played at Jacksonville? Yeah, I think, I think your intuition that if they, if they were playing at home, three would have been too much. Uh, I think that's certainly uh, a, 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 good, a good play. At four, I still, like, I still think that's like really close to being a value play for New Orleans. You, you know, Green Bay is a team that's, it is a good football team, but week one is weird. Um, you know, the last time New Orleans had this situation happen to them, it was 05. Uh, you know, Aaron Brooks was the quarterback, and they won outright against an 11 and eventually an 11 and 5 uh, Carolina team that, um, you know, ended up making the playoffs and, you know, making the NFC Championship game, I believe. So, uh, you know, to me, this, this is again a, um, you know, a situation where, uh, you know, early on in the season, you don't want to be laying that many points for a road team, uh, you know, in Green Bay. Before we let you run, uh, I know your partner, uh, George, always loves uh, to look at teasers. I do, too. I'm trying to get Sean indoctrinated into the teaser world. <laughs> Low totals, if you could push it up. Um, there's a prime candidate. If you can get it at one and a half, there's a lot of ones, but there's a couple one and a halves out there with Washington. I think that's an intriguing teaser play getting them up to seven and a half in week one at the chargers. Eric, have you eyeballed any, uh, any teaser plays for week one? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of really good ones. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Miami, um, getting two and a half points, that that's a, a classic Wong teaser to get you through, um, you know, three and through seven, um, you know, even, and again, I, I kind of think that this team isn't great, but, this works is you can get to uh, Indianapolis through three and through seven, uh, especially if you have a, you know, a um, uh, Seattle plus three ticket from earlier in the off season. Um, and then there's a couple of, of ways that you can tease, um, you know, some, te- some favorites you like uh, Kansas city. You can tease down to a pick them, um, you know, Buffalo, you can tease down to a pick them basically um, and, and as well as the Los Angeles Rams. You can tease down to one and a half. And so if you compare, you know, a few of those dogs with a few of those favorites, um, you know, even starting with Tampa Bay on the first game down to one and a half, you have something cooking there. Yeah, I think the Rams, Rams are going to be in a lot of teasers. Tampa Bay is going to be in a lot of teasers. The house absolutely is going to need some outright upsets in week number one. Eric, always a pleasure. And uh, we'll be talking to you all season, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. There he is. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. Whoa, at the bounce house, what is going on? We got ourselves a game, hey, folks. Hey, see. Hey, <laughs> it hey, is see. the nightcap here on Beeson. <laughs> at Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. in the books UCF leading now 28 to 24 alongside Sean King I am Tim Murray Dylan Gabriel has he's a baller turned it on yeah he's a baller and it is now 28 24 UCF with the lead over Boise State that one down at the bounce house this was 24 to 17 at the half and you know one of the things that jumped out at me was despite the fact they were down 17 at the half, Sean, UCF outgained Boise State in that first half. You had a pick six in the end zone, yeah. right? You threw it and went back, you know, 100 yards or whatever it was to the first drive of the game. Um, and it, I'm not saying I, I felt like this comeback was, was absolutely coming, but they have erased the deficit in a quarter. UCF is good. They are. Yeah. And, this, and what we were talking about at the end of the first half, which was... And I tried to be like, hey, you yeah, know, I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse, but if UCF loses this game, it's it's detrimental in a sense to Cincinnati and their potential to make it. Seeing this, I think it goes to a question 
Can they beat Is Cincinnati going to beat UCF <laughs> twice? <laughs> you know? Hey. I mean, not only does Cincinnati need to beat Notre Dame and Indiana, they got to beat UCF more than likely two times, right? Mm-hmm. They get them at, in, uh, in October, mm-hmm. uh, and then if things work out, they might get them again uh, in the AAC championship game. So your confidence is better than Pac-12. <laughs> You're back on that now. Yep. After USF lost 45 the to nothing. End, the top end. The top end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's the tricky part is the depth. Yeah, the top uh, end. Yeah. I, I mean, look. USF not on the top end yet. We're going to watch uh, We're gonna watch Arizona late night on Sunday or Saturday night, and we'll find out the bottom end of the Pac-12 and how it looks. Uh, but, yeah, not a great start to the day for the AAC with East Carolina, Tulsa, and USF all losing. Tulsa losing to an FCS team. East Carolina getting blown out. USF getting blown out. But UCF. The top end, I mean, this is, you're watching that explosiveness from UCF, and it's, it's showing right now. And that's why they have a 28-24 to 24 lead heading into the fourth quarter. And the defense really emerged in that third quarter for UCF. I'm pretty sure they held Boise to negative yards in that third quarter. Yeah, and you can see Boise's wearing down. Yeah. You know, and I felt like. And you mentioned the heat. Yeah, that humidity, you know, being in that Florida weather coming from Idaho. You know, and it looks like Boise just. Snapped the punt out the end zone, so oh boy. UCF's going to get two more points. And that is a very important two points because some people might have got UCF at five and a half. This game went out, went off six, uh, but that is a very important safety. Uh, but not to say that you're in good shape. You know, it's funny. I, I did play a favorite, obviously, earlier today. It did not work out with Tennessee. Um but I looked at this game long and hard, and I thought about playing UCF. I ultimately passed. And now people who laid the points, and I know, you know, Danny uh, Adam Burke and, and Scott Seidenberg wrote it up for VEASAN.com. It wasn't looking great. And now it's a 30-24 to 24 game, and UCF's getting the ball back, and they have been really unstoppable at this point. That's why you play the whole game. Yeah. A team like UCF, a program like that, they're not going to rattle. They're not going to come unglued. If you beat them, you're going to beat them. Like, they generally won't beat themselves. And they have players. They have guys. I'm, I'm actually a little more impressed with Gus than I thought I would be. You know, it's kind of – they seem to have a mental toughness that he's brought there that they didn't have under Coach Hypo. Now, they were more explosive offensively. I think they're capable of putting up more points under Hypo, but it looks like they're a little tougher. Like, they have, like, some of that SEC mentality uh, attached to their presentation. That's a good thing. I mean – and I want UCF to be really good because I want Cincinnati, if they run the table, mm-hmm. to have enough quality wins so that they don't get cheated yep. out of being in the college football playoff. Yeah, they really need UCF to do some things and have have themselves a you know a ten and two, eleven and one type season. Um, so UCF leading thirty to twenty four and a good field position now with the ball back after a safety and boy has this game flipped on its head. And uh, UCF, a couple weeks, they got a uh, a Friday night showdown against Louisville. Another opportunity for UCF to do some damage. Um, like those middle-of-the-road teams from the ACC Pac-12, they can't beat the top teams in the AC. Yeah, I mean, we've yeah. seen it. UCF has uh, you know, beaten up on Georgia Tech over the past couple years. Uh, Stanford, they beat up pretty good. Pittsburgh, they molly walked. Well, they also lost to Pittsburgh, and that snapped their winning streak. Um Eastern Washington's up 11. That makes me happy. 20 to 9. You know, he just hit a field goal, so that makes me happy. 
End the night right here. Eastern Washington, come on, take care of business. Ohio State, they finally got it done. What stood out about Ohio State's 14-point victory? We'll discuss that next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Perfect time to start planning your football contest strategy. And the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide is the perfect way to start. Our VEASAN experts have won major football contests around Las Vegas. Our guide will give insight on against the spread contests as well as survivor pools to give you a winning edge. Download the VEASAN NFL Guide today for only $19.99 or get VEASAN All Access for the entire football season Head to vcin.com backslash subscribe. I hit the pause there, Sean, because we're watching UCF and Boise State. 11 and change to go in the fourth quarter. Went it is a, on a six-point game. They are we were in Boise territory. Went for it. I like that call to go for it. Uh, they did the old... Uh, tight end throwback. Yeah, tight end throwback. And uh, good defense by Boise yeah, State. Tremendous so it, play by number 21. So an opportunity for Boise State to... Uh, to try to take uh, take the lead back, as this has really been a complete dominating second half by Boise State, or excuse me, by UCF. Uh, they lead now 30 to 24. Uh, depending on where you got the number, if you got when it dipped down all the way to, I think it got down to four, and then it started to get that buyback on UCF. This thing opened up double figures, and then went all the way down to four. Um, 
Earlier tonight, we saw Ohio State beat Minnesota 45-31, to 31, Sean. Mm-hmm. And there were moments, I mean, they were down 14-10 to 10 at the half. They came out, scored on their first two drives, a touchdown, then a field goal, and then uh, sputtered on one drive, threw an interception on another, led to a touchdown. It was 14-10 to 10 Minnesota at the break. And then you saw what makes this Ohio State team so special, which was the explosiveness of their playmakers. And the last three offensive touchdowns were scored in a total of six plays. Their drives were six plays, a minute and 58 seconds. I mean, you saw the absolute explosiveness from Chris Olave, from, um, uh, from, you know, just from their playmakers all over the place. And that was what, you know, sets this Ohio State team apart. So when we look at this game, look back, they win by 14, depending on where you got it. You may have covered, you may have pushed. Um, but what stood out about this game and, you know, moving forward, they got Oregon next. Are you feeling good about Ohio State, or do you still have questions? First things first, let me say great win. Yeah. Conference game, on the road, crazy environment, faced with adversity, down at the half. Down at the half, yeah. Character builder for your 21 football team. Excellent job by Ryan Day and his staff, keeping the team locked in, finding a way to get the victory. Positives. C.J. Stroud's going to be really good. I love the way he bounced back in the second half, kind of played within himself. And I, I just want to bring up something that you mentioned in passing about Ryan Day. Mm-hmm. And you said something that I think many people in the media, and I'm probably guilty of it too, when you've got a young quarterback, you say, oh, just play it close to the vest. Be, uh, be very cautious. You know, be conservative. And you disagree with That's that. That's right. You do the complete opposite. Because when you're conservative, you keep him in third down all game. So that means every time he throws the ball, it's pressure situation. Third and four, they're going to play man-to-man. They're going to be tight throws. You open it up. You open it up, and you let him go through his progressions. You've trained him well. His talent takes over. You get guys wide open like they did in the second half, and all he has to do is hit them. Now his confidence builds, the confidence around him builds, and you get what you got, which is an offensive juggernaut. Takeaways from this game on the negative side. Mm -hmm. They have work to do on defense. Yes, they do. I mean, they had all offseason to prepare for a P.J. Fleck offense that they have to know in and out because P.J. hasn't changed much. And they gave up 31. And they never really stopped Minnesota. I mean, a controversial could have been targeting that not only wasn't called targeting on Ohio State, but it was called a catch and fumble. It's really the only reason that they won by 14 because they didn't play any defense in the secondary they didn't get any pass rush consistently on Tanner Morgan. So if I'm Ryan Day, I'm concerned with what I saw on that side of the ball. Mohamed Ibrahim, who once again, hopefully, just for, for his sake, and that it is not a serious injury, but you look at the slow-mo replay, it, it's cringeworthy. Not in the sense of you could see something break, but you see a, you almost see a bit of a pop in that Achilles area, and that's where you get so worried um, so hopefully it's it's nothing uh, serious, but it didn't look good. But prior to the injury, he was getting whatever he wanted. Yeah. And he's a great back. He really is. He rushed for though he rushed 30 times for 163 yards, two touchdowns, had a long of 56 in this game. 
So I, I agree. I, I think there are serious questions about this team defensively. But is there a team on the schedule that's, that challenges them enough vertically to get things going? I think Oregon, though, with their playmakers, their running back, two-headed monster, their wide receivers, they will have the capability to score some points. But when you look at those playmakers, Mayan Williams, Master Teague. Master Teague didn't even really have that big of a game. They Garrett, have four running backs. Garrett Wilson. Henderson had a long run. I mean, they have dudes at running back. And you look at the schedule right quick, Tim. Yep. You asked a question. Defensively, Rutgers is going to be better on defense than Minnesota. I'm not worried about them scoring on teams, though. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a team on this schedule that well, can well, slow down Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I agree, especially if C.J. Stroud plays like he did. And I think he'll get better. I guess the point I was making was, what if they hold him to 30? That defense don't look like they could stop anybody tonight. I mean, here's what a great defense does. But they I, make plays in the backfield. Yeah. And I think like with Larry gonna, Johnson as their D-line coach, one of the best in the game, I, I think that D-line will get better. Now, they don't have the Bosa's. They don't have Chase Young anymore. Um, but I think that D-line will ultimately get better. I think the question is, to your point about Rutgers, you know, Oregon with C.J. Verdell and, you know, company, they can run the ball on you. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm anxious to watch Oregon because yeah. they're playing a solid Fresno team. I don't think Fresno's great on defense, Mm-mm, but not. I think offensively they do have a chance to, to be pretty explosive, especially for that conference. So they'll slightly test Oregon. You know, if Oregon's focused, I don't think they have a lot of issues with winning the game. I could see Fresno backdoor covering. I would hope so. But, it would be nice. Uh, it, uh, Oregon, we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. They're going to have to figure out a way to get pressure on Stroud and not have to play man-to-man coverage because you can't play man against Ohio State. They are the best group of receivers I've seen in a while in college football. But you have to get pressure on the quarterback. You know, so Thibodeau and that defensive line, they're going to have to figure out how to get to the quarterback. Got a handful of games on Friday for college football. Great weekend, and we will turn the page. Look ahead to some games that intrigue us a little bit right here on the Nightcap. you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to TalentNet. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray and Sean King with you as we watch the end of UCF and Boise State and Eastern Washington and UNLV. That's just for me personally. I, I don't know if many people else are watching that, but UNLV just got a turnover. Why you got to have play with the points. 20 to 12 right now. And UNLV getting a turnover. But I got seven and a half. So I'm okay. On the plus side. On the plus side. And they, they closed at Eastern Washington minus. Two and a half. Two and a half. So a touchdown. Can you. Okay. Now, now you, uh, I think rightfully so. Give me, give me some grief. I say some silly things like, I don't know, laying points with Tennessee. I don't ever give you grief. It's like brothers. Right. Like you want the best for each other. So, but right. my anticipation on Eastern Washington, you thought was pretty impressive. Absolutely. <laughs> I, 
I didn't, know the, I didn't even know the game existed because they didn't have the game up on the board. <laughs> well, here comes, whoa, UNLV, baby. They've got this game to a two-point conversion away. They might outright win it. You know what? Now there's like a little bit, because I always think worst-case scenario. What's the worst-case scenario? Worst-case scenario is multiple overtimes. Right. And then we get an eight-point loss. Right. So it's 20-18 to 18 now. I don't want to get a little too. I, I get. I get. I'm very as as maybe you could tell, Sean. I get a little invested and a little worried. So here's what you get. You get emotionally hijacked. I do. Yeah, I do. So I'm gonna be like your psychiatrist on the show. You were a former NFL quarterback. Usa. You live on pressure. You walk. You played in an. You started in an NFC Championship game. I rode the bench for a mediocre Division three basketball team. And I was such a head case that I set the school record for worst free throw percentage in a single season. Hey, you're in the record books. Exactly. I know. That's I'm all very, that matters. I'm very proud of my record. It Ooh, is UNLV tied ties it up. up. Woohoo! Got ourselves a ball game. The, now I got a little the, sweat. The, the fighting Marcus Arroyas. Yeah. 27. And uh, Boise 20 State to 20. got an interception and is driving Woo. against UCF. We were supposed to turn the page, and now these games won't let us do it. They won't, but that's why we love football. God, I love it. It's so great, Sean. It's so great. So happy it's back. But we do have some games tomorrow, so while we keep our eyes on these couple of games, uh, earlier in the show, and this game will start before we hit the air. Actually, this game should be over before we hit the air. North Carolina and Virginia Tech. Last year... North Carolina won this game 56-45. to mm-hmm. Javante Williams rushed for 169 yards and two touchdowns. Michael Carter rushed for 214 yards and two <laughs> touchdowns. Deami Brown had 86 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Daz Newsom had 69 yards receiving on, and a touchdown. That is seven total touchdowns they are not on the roster for north carolina anymore now they got ty chandler transferring from tennessee one of the gazillion that weren't on the field tonight at rocky top that maybe could have got a cover for the volunteers but he's there people are excited about him it's not javante williams or michael carter they do have sam Howell. so so i look at this game and you'll you'll hear me say this a lot the public seems to be playing this game like it's already been played. Like it is UNC, Lock City, under a touchdown. They're going to walk in. They're going to crush Virginia Tech. I'm taking the points. I'm going to take the points with Virginia Tech. I think this is a fishy line. I think it's suspiciously hanging around five and a half or six. I think Virginia Tech has a chance to keep this game close. I don't know if they'll win. At the end of the day, You have they have Sam Howell and Virginia Tech doesn't. But... I think there's a, a level of embarrassment. There's also a lot of pressure on Justin Fuente because he loses this game. He loses to West Virginia. Uh, this is going to get real interesting real fast. And then there's just all this hype, Sean. You've been around college football for a long, long time. When you see teams get this hype that maybe they haven't really ultimately earned it, that's where I get a little worried. So I'm going to take the points of Virginia Tech tomorrow. You make a lot of good points. Let me simplify it for you. You like Sam Howell? No, I love Sam Howell, but <laughs> it's a conference road game. Yeah. Those are always tough. So I'm just not the kind of guy that likes to lay almost a touchdown 
in a conference road game, especially in an environment that I know can be as raucous and disorienting as the one in Blacksburg, Virginia. And you're talking first game of the year mm-hmm. on a Friday. I would have rather been an 8 p.m. start for Vol- Vitek. Holiday but it's weekend. it's a holiday weekend, oh. so everybody's going to be off. They're going to be hydrating throughout the day. Oh, yeah. They don't have to worry about having to be to work Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. It's going to be crazy. And you mentioned all the production that's not there. With that kind of production, the other guys aren't getting a lot of experience. Now, on the flip side of that, when it comes to these kind of situations, I look at the resume of the head coach in the recruiting sector. Oh, yeah. Mac Brown has been a phenomenal recruiter at every stop. So you give him the benefit of the doubt that he has guys. Oh, he does. But again, C.J. Stroud is a guy, a dude, first half. Atmosphere got to him a little bit. He was able to bounce back, but he's also surrounded by a bunch of first-round NFL picks at almost every other position. North Carolina has a lot of guys. This will be their first big stage. More of a wait-and-see game for me. I'm going to wait and see how the supporting cast for Sam Howell performs. And I thought Mike Barber made a great point about getting North Carolina in this spot mm-hmm. as opposed to later in the season. Yeah. Because those playmakers will get the experience. And to your point about Mac Brown and, and his, how he's recruited, I mean, Deami Brown's on the roster. Uh, Deami Brown's brother's on the roster, and there's a lot of expectations for him. They believe he's a stud. So they are going to, if they got, let's say you, if you're watching on vcin.com, if you flipped, like the Miami game, for instance, big game, huge game for UNC. I think their playmakers will know them six games into the season. Right. Game one on the road, that's where I have questions. I'll take the points with uh, with Virginia but, Tech. And just on that note, Justin Fuente's resume says he's not the most trustworthy. True. So that's why, like, it's not just a no-brainer for me. Okay, mm-hmm. let me take Vontek and the points because I'm – and, you know, when Justin Fuente left TCU. Memphis. Well, when he left TCU. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. As Gary Patterson's offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. I was covering – the Mountain West Conference mm-hmm. for NBC. So okay. I did about six TCU games that year. You couldn't tell me Justin Fuente wasn't going to be a superstar. He went to Memphis, had Paxton Lynch. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think that's Paxton's yep, last that, name. Yep. Tremendous job. So I was like, okay. Going In the just, first year at Virginia Tech, he that, did really that's well. That's right. Went to Virginia Tech, shot out the gate, and for whatever reason, it's plateaued. It's gotten stale. So I'm very interested because I think he's on the hot seat. I think they have to have some level of success and relevancy attached to the season. You know, Virginia Tech has gone from a school that was a nationally prominent school, Mm -hmm. not on the level of the Elite Six or Seven, but right in that next tier. They got to a national championship game. Right. They've basically been out of sight, out of mind since Justin got there. So that's why I'm just not jumping on taking the points because I don't really know the state and health and – of that program. Where are they? Are they about to take on the image that the tradition or history says they should? Or is this a flame out year and it'll all be new faces with new name tags on the lockers next year? You know, and the more and more I think about it, maybe a first half play should be the way to go with Virginia Tech. Minnesota up at the half, mm-hmm. right? Um, a couple years ago, uh, Virginia Tech was a six point dog. Notre Dame came in there, mm-hmm. night game. It was a one-point game at the half. Then they got blown out in the second half. So, Virginia Tech, that is. So, maybe first half, three. Maybe that's the way I look instead of six for the game. Um, A game that we're going to get to watch a lot of, and 
maybe that's not a good thing because it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing. Northwestern and Michigan State. Last year, Michigan State beat Northwestern. Remember the year Northwestern went to the Big Ten championship game? I was looking at this game. Tell me what you were thinking. My mindset bet Michigan State on the money line. Just because. Maybe I did. Yeah, just because, to me, Northwestern is this kind of program. Whenever, because I think Pat Fitzgerald recruits at a pretty good level for the academic requirements he has there. But they don't get a lot of ready-made true freshmen, redshirt freshmen. They have guys that have to be in the program for three years, physically develop, and then become mature experienced football players. Last two years, they've had that. That's why they represented their side in the Big Ten Championship game the last two years. But now those guys are gone. So I think they're on the front end now of another three-year cycle before they get back to that caliber team. I don't like the guy who won the quarterback competition because he won it last year, and they had to replace him with Peyton Ramsey to get the best out of the offense. So it's hard for me to believe a lot has changed with Hunter, you know, a former Clemson. Five-star recruit. Guy. So I'm going to take Michigan State. I believe in Mel Tucker. I didn't like what I saw at times from an athleticism standpoint, but I believe they've gotten better quietly under the radar. If they're going to shock, I think this is when they do it. It's a rebuild at Michigan State. Uh, ooh, big hit. Uh, that, that's targeting. Um, it's a rebuild down there at Michigan State, uh, up there at Michigan State. But a couple things to jump out just to kind of double down. I, I, would, I would take the points of Michigan State plus three and a half. It's not, there's going to be no atmosphere there at mm-hmm. Northwestern. Um, Sparty, I, I always think about uh, coming back to the, the norm. Sparty was minus 14 in the turnover margin last year. That, that's got to come back to the norm. And they bring back all five starters in the offensive line. They bring in a, a Wake Forest transfer. I really, uh, at running back Kenneth Walker, I really like what they have in the backfield. Quarterback makes me worried. Peyton Thorne or Anthony Russo, the Temple transfer. Mel Tucker hasn't announced that yet. He's solid. But I like uh, I like Michigan State. And remember, their defensive quarter at Northwestern retired. Mm-hmm. Only four starters back. And give me Michigan State plus three and a half. And I would sprinkle a little bit on the money line. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks to Ben Fox, Mike Barber, Eric Eager. For my partner in crime, Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Go Eastern Washington. It's a nightcap. You're on Beeson. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.